Is Roland there or is Roland gone? I don't know. I'm a little creeped out by what I'm seeing. Yeah, we got we got background. I think he's possessed, maybe. Yeah, I think Roland disappeared into his background. Welcome back to Last Man's Opinion. I am your host, Tommy McGrail. Dan Mara is with me, Rich Cakel, and producer Roland Barrielli. Back in action. Took a little sabbatical. You made a cool. couple cameos through the magic cool. of editing. Yeah, yeah. When I was listening to it, I, uh, I thought I actually recorded that episode. Uh, tonight's show, we're talking NBA playoffs. Sixers shit the bed. What does Ben Simmons do next? Suns are playing game two tonight. We're watching it. You guys watching it? Everybody watching it? Richie, yeah, you watching I'm, it? I'm upset that I uh, I just got out of the bedroom putting him down to bed, and I missed the fucking lottery. Ah, yes. I missed the lottery, too. Who won the lottery? Let's start with that. Detroit. The Detroit Pistons get the number really? one pick. Yep, suck oh. it, Rockets. I think Rockets were – did the Rockets have the worst record or they ha, yeah. were tied for the best odds or something? Weren't they like 14% or 18% or something? <clears throat> they were number one, though. But Detroit. Two, Cavs three, Raptors four, Magic. Hmm. Magic got five? Where are the Knicks? Oh, and Dan, can you repeat that order again, top five? Yeah, so <clears throat> top five, it's Pistons, Rockets, Cavs, Raptors, Magic, and then Thunder, Warriors, Magic again, Kings. Where the Knicks pick? I don't know, 20-something? They're not in the lottery. They made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Looks like Knicks have 19 and 21. Yeah, that's nah, that sounds about right. They got two first-round picks this year. Pretty good. They do. The Dallas pick and my pick. They could probably get a point guard or a you know, power I'd be shocked or... if they used both. Of, I, I'd be shocked if they used both picks. Me too. Shocked. Trade trade package? I think so. Although I could see – how many second-rounders do they have? Well, so they have one, which is the Detroit pick, which is, I think, 31 or 32. Oh. So they essentially have three for – if you – I mean, it's the, I think it's the first pick of the second round, which uh, which typically means, you know, the first pick of the second round is essentially another first-round pick, I think. You get, you have, get that type of question. Have any of you been following any college – Basketball. Is there like a consensus number one? Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Anybody watch him play before? To... No. What position? No. But he's supposed he's supposed to be legit. Uh, I think he's swing. Isn't he? Uh, isn't he a wing? I'm know. asking you guys. I don't know shit about shit. Yeah, I didn't uh, watch too much college basketball this year. Um. College people. I think. He... I guess it says he plays point guard, but he's 6'8". He's huge. Yeah. Hmm. Nick should get him. They need a point guard. <laughs> a 6'8 yeah. point guard. But yeah, I'd be shocked speaking, if, the, if the Knicks, uh, if the Knicks uh, use, use all three picks. Speaking of tall point guards, we got a tall point guard in Philadelphia who's a little crybaby bitch. Benjamin Simmons. Catch that fly. 
Richie, what happened to your boy, Benny? Uh, he had a mental breakdown. Billy intentional. What's that? Well, Go ahead. I think we I think we really know what happened to Philly, but let's start with what everyone is talking about. Mr. Well, Simmons. I mean, everything that happened to Philly is because of Ben Simmons' mental breakdown, essentially. Yes. Yes. I mean, he he's supposed to be your second or your third best player, and you know, he just had a meltdown. He had a mental breakdown, and. Uh, it was embarrassing. Poor guy. Are we, talking, uh, are we talking electroshock therapy that is needed? I don't know. Are we talking like deep therapy? Are we talking about... Is he going to go Ricky Williams and just go smoke you, hot in the Caribbean? Yeah, yeah I would can say you, this has to be rock to bottom for his career. I, I can't imagine his career ever hitting a lower point than this. Like the not ultra, even taking a layup or slam? Ultra-sensitive... Overreaction of a mental breakdown. Part of being a professional athlete is being able to take the criticism, being able to shut that out. Because you're talked to talked about constantly. You have to be able to shut that out. Have to. Maybe Philly isn't the place for him. Maybe there's too much pressure from the fans. Well, this is the second player to have a mental breakdown in Philly in the past five years. So. Yeah, you got to be mentally tough. You, you ruined, uh, what's his name, Mark, uh, Fultz? Uh, Fultz, yep. You ruined that guy. Yep. To the, point, to the point where he faked a shoulder injury and then and then took all of his bones out of his shoulder so that he didn't have to play there. Sounds extreme. And now Ben Simmons. <laughs> That's how bad he was fucked up, Roland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he took out his shoulder blade. <laughs> Worth it. You're removing bones to get off a team. That's pretty bad. I mean, what does Ben Simmons do right now? Does he respond to this at all? Back up for for Ben, because Ben was (laughs) terrible. But I don't feel like you cannot blame this entire series loss on on Simmons. Oh, I'm not blaming blaming the entire thing on him. And I I don't think he is. There's a list of like five reasons, but he's number one because – he affects everything. Like w- one good point that someone brought up today is that because of you know his, how his play was affected, he, he essentially was a zero on offense. So forget scoring points zero. and everything. But what that did was it allowed Atlanta to put a bigger shitty player on the on the court, which was Gallinari, former Nick, oh. and <laughs> former Nick Donello Gallinari. Yep. And so what happened was he, he he's usually borderline unplayable because he is a terrible defender. Um, but because Ben didn't try to do anything on offense, he was allowed to come out on the court and defend Ben and essentially just sit in the dunker spot, which is kind of right under the basket for people that don't watch basketball. It's like right to the side of the basket. It's it, it's where you hide on offense when you don't want to get the ball. Uh, and that's where Ben was. Well, well that, and, and, and watching Gal- the game. Go ahead. Just final thing, and and Gallinari was allowed to cover him. If Ben played even his normal playoff self, which is is a bad player compared to his regular season, if he played to his normal playoff self, they wouldn't have been able to play him. And they would have had to play someone much smaller, like a a 6'5 or 6'6 player, and that just changed the whole dynamic of the game, allowing them to play this taller dude out there. Well, Gallinari is also another shooter, too. Right, right. So they essentially surrounded Trey with with another really good three point shooter. Right, and they wouldn't have had that. Uh, But yeah, if you watch Ben in offense, 
No, I agree. Yeah, he, I mean, I, and Ben basically on offense, he basically just stood there. Like, it was yeah. embarrassing. And they eventually like, took him off the ball. Like, they didn't even let him dri- dribble it up. Yeah, you don't see this in the NBA, like, ever, what what happened. Like, it's just, it's this, just fucking unheard a, of. Is this a Chuck Knobloch incident? Is Ben Simmons the Chuck Knobloch of the NBA? I don't, I don't know what... Uh, so, offensively, he just did, he didn't move. And he just stood there because he was so terrified of getting the ball and being fouled and then missing a foul shot. Like, that's basically what ended up happening. Because he didn't want right. the ball. That's why. That's why he passed on that dunk. He, 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 like he couldn't get the ball out of his hands fast enough. Which, right. I, I, I don't understand how that happened. Like, what got so bad that you did that? And and you have Embiid who changed his game to basically help Simmons. I mean, Embiid wasn't a three point shooter, but he started no. taking threes because no, Simmons he had to be. He had to be. Had to be. He had so your best player is accommodating this guy who is an odd athlete for the NBA because he cannot shoot, but he's like six ten and an incredible dribbler, rebounder, whatever. But like in the in the playoffs, it becomes so much worse because like it, watching these games, there's almost no offensive rebounds because every team is terrified of being beaten in transition. And giving up easy baskets, right? So it's basically like which, which I hate, offense. by the way. Yeah, I don't like it either. I mean, I get why they do it, but, uh, but like, so so it, most of NBA playoffs is like half court offense, and you need like guys that can like create their own shot, and like Simmons can't do that, and so, and then he's missing his free throw, so he just fucking stood there. It was, I've never seen an NBA player who actively just tried to avoid getting the ball <laughs> offense. It was yeah. it was it was the oddest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, so so can you agree he's the biggest reason why they lost? Not the only reason, the biggest. I don't know. I think a lot of them has to fall on Doc, too. He has a lot of cascading effects, though. There's so many gaps that got brought to light, like in him not performing. Right, that's what I mean. It affects the entire team. Yeah. It does, but could, could Doc have done stuff to put him in better position and the team in a better position? You mean just benched him? Like benched for him. 90, 90% yeah, yeah, he could he could have done done that. Yes, <clears throat> I, I guess he could. I, well, or what we talked about the other day is, and where I think Ben probably would actually excel is being like a small ball five. Right. But like he never played him there. Never. I think. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think if Ben Simmons is probably the player that if you benched him, you know, like whatever it was in game two or game three, whatever. If you bench him, I feel like he would just go into complete shutdown. That's not well, a way he, he to did. get. Yeah, he that's did. Not he did like, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if it's a way. Like if you were hoping to get him, snap him out of it. I don't think that's the way to that he would snap out of it. Yeah, but, and I mean, I mean, he hurt you so much that you might as well have done it. Yeah, and you know, the more I think about it, like even if you put him as a small ball five, like. Does that really change the dynamic of the team at all? Because he's he was afraid to touch the ball. I was going to say, yeah. you're playing small ball. You want him to shoot. You want all the players to shoot, and you want them to be fast. Well, so... the the only reason the only reason it would have been better to play small ball five, him as small Dwight ball five, it, yeah, is to get Dwight off the court, who who is really bad. Awful. So Ben <laughs> he, could he, he could have been worse. So yeah. that's the only reason. Um, 
But it, the that, wasn't that was as deep as it was because they've benched Brett benched him in critical spots in previous years. Yeah, he uh, did down the stretch in favor of um, TJ. I forget that small. Who was it? TJ McConnell. Yeah, TJ McConnell. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, but they don't. I don't think the. I don't think the Sixers were as deep this year. Well, he could have just given Maxi all the minutes. Yeah, but isn't Maxi a? I mean, I, I get it, but like, I feel like that would have been. Yeah, Maxie's a, tw- well, a, tw- a 20-year-old rookie. Yeah, yeah I mean, that he was playing good, but, yeah. But, I mean, remember, this was a, a, a seven-game series. Pictures lost all their games by, like, three or four points. So just a small change could have changed the whole dynamic of a series. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I guess I also, why I think Doc has to take a significant amount of the blame, too, is they had big leads in two of these games that they blew. I get that they did a hack of Simmons, but like some of this has to fall on Docky. You don't lose twenty something point games in the playoffs. Oh, you can't lose two of them. Right. Like that's no, what, I agree. Like, like that that is, you know, I mean Simmons was on the court when they got those that twenty something point lead. Obviously, he was on the court when they blew it as well. But like, I don't know. You have to. You got you got to see your team losing the lead and and make changes. You I don't make think adjustments. he did it. And he didn't do it because he lost. Because <laughs> he left. So, Rich, where do the Sixers go from here? Well, you know, I changed my tune over the last couple of days. Oh, no, don't tell me you want to keep them. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. As soon as they lost, I was, you have to, you have to trade Ben. And I, and I backed off that slightly. You try to trade Ben, but what I'm concerned about is his value being so low that you kind of just trade him to trade him. And two days ago, I was... You trade him for anything. You trade him to trade him. But now I backed off. It's not worst case in the world to keep him if, if you're going to get ter- a terrible return for him. I, I still like I the think... idea that you brought up of holding him on, showing some value during the beginning of the season, letting people forget a little bit about the playoffs, and then trying to deal him for probably yeah. significantly more than you would right now when it's fresh in everyone's mind. Even before the season starts, it's going to be fresh in everyone's mind what – what Ben Simmons did to the Sixers. But, you know, as he starts putting up 30 points a game, beginning of the season. He doesn't do that, Roland. uh, 30 points a game. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, his shooting percentage isn't terrible. But let's say he gets out of his funk, he starts anew, and, you know, he's shooting. No. Come on. Come on. I think you're you're past this point. You're past this point. I, I, I think I'm, he's going to uh, restart yeah. next season for a little no, bit, and I, then I it's going to slide. I think you're, I think you're done with him, and I, I don't think his stock is ever really going to go up. I think you're done with him. I don't think that he's now. I feel like he's not good for locker room or anything, any part of your team. I think he's hurting you on a much more level because when the season starts. What's going to be the headlines? Hey, you guys worried about Ben? Is Ben going to, you know, it's going to be question after question after question about Ben Simmons. And I think that's going to hurt the morale of the team. I think it's just going to make you guys worse. I well, think you got to get rid of him. Well, one thing on I that. Actually agree. I, I, I agree with, I agree with Tommy 100%. I think, I think if the reports in the locker room are true, even partially true, I mean, the guys in the locker room clearly are done with him. Are you going to keep them and roll it back next year? Even if the 
thought is to improve his stock to trade him. Obviously, the players aren't going to think that. So, and there's no significant additions the Sixers can make from this year to next year without a trade. And the well, only let's be let's be real about one thing. If he's on the, if he's on the Sixers to start the season, it's not the GM's choice. It's Embiid's choice. He, he's the superstar of this team now. He if he says right now I want Ben gone, he's going to be gone for whatever they can get. Yeah. But if 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 Embiid says you know what, let's see what he does in the off season. Uh, let's let let me hear your trade packages that you're getting offered. It, Embiid's going to have a strong say in whether or not he's on the team next year. So I'm not concerned about the locker room because if Embiid is okay with it, then the team's going to be okay okay with it. Unless unless they don't get unless they're not getting what they think. I mean, a year ago, Simmons was or almost a year ago, ten months ago, Simmons was being rumored for Harden straight up. Well, so, it was I think it was Harden and Maxi and the Sixers. I don't think okay, wanted Harden. to give up Maxi. I mean, uh, okay, but he was in a package with Harden. Right now, right, right. he's he, now he's in a package with CJ McCollum. Right. I mean, that and even even then you might have drop. to give up. Even then you might have to give up something else to get CJ. I think at this point, <laughs> I think you might. So I, it, it, so the, my concern would be the Sixers not the Sixers thinking, okay, we're not getting fair value for him, and and holding on to him, hoping that that his value will increase, and then that could you know Toby's. I'm sure Toby's done with him. Embiid has to be incredibly frustrated. I mean, Embiid's done everything to make it worth with this guy. And yeah. Ben comes back every year, literally the exact same player. Embiid's adding a three-point shot, improving his post-game, like literally doing everything and anything to make it work stop, with Ben. Stop drinking milkshakes. Yeah, stopping yeah. the milkshakes. <laughs> I, 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 I think... Um, I, but I also think, like, realistically, even if, he, even if he does come back, which is a mistake... I mean, the Sixers can't. The Sixers will not be any different next year, even if Ben gets back to what he was in the regular. Like they are who they are with Ben and Embiid. I don't. Like, yeah, that's yeah, but they, it. They, it doesn't they, work. Win, they win the series if Ben was his normal playoff Ben. And if Embiid didn't hurt easily, they, they win the series in five or six games if Ben wasn't afraid to shoot a fucking free throw or dunk the ball or whatever. And um, I don't know. Or hit a layup. I, yeah. Oh, and one final thing on playoff Ben. So you pointed out that he took uh, like seventy-five percent of his shots right-handed, and yeah. he's and he's supposedly a lefty. You know, he's ambidextrous. Yeah. Uh, he. Um, so the early reports are that Doc is going to work with him, and they're going to try to convert him to a right-handed shooter this off-season. <laughs> and I mean, and is that and ever JJ for anyone. Uh, yeah, there is. Um, who it worked on someone a few years ago. Ah, fuck, who was it? It wasn't Tristan Thompson, was it? I hope that's not who no. you're suggesting. It it was it was it and, and again, Tristan Thompson. And again, remember he he's it's not like us switching hands. He's ambidextrous. He he, you yeah, know, yeah. He, he shot with his right right hand this whole playoff series. So it's yeah. not crazy. And um, yeah, but let's let's I guess he's not he's not shooting. I mean, what he's doing is not shooting. He, he he's doing like layups or little hook shots. Like he's not he's not twenty feet away taking a jump shot. No, no. It's but really if it gives him conf- if it gives him confidence to shoot a free throw, that that's what stops him from doing what he does. Yeah, I I mean I mean the guy's been in the league five and years, played for how many years? How, how many years? <laughs> shooting left-handed. Now he's going to switch. 
Well, and it's funny too. Um, JJ Reddick has a pod, and he he said on his pod uh, recently, last week or two weeks ago, that when he was on the team, he tried to convince Ben to switch to shooting as a righty, and Ben told him no. And uh, it, I do like you know, the JJ Reddick pod. I love JJ Reddick because because he's a straight shooter. You know, he'll he'll bash anybody on his pod. And um, yeah, yeah, he will. So. So, so, so Ben, Ben said he's going to consider switching. In my opinion, if if Ben has hit rock bottom mentally, and is willing to work on this, you know, who who knows? Who fucking knows? So, it's, but he, but here's the problem: is okay. Even if he does come back, it's I think it's a mistake. But I also don't think Ben and Embiid can play together. I don't think this is a combo that I think Simmons has a very Simmons is getting paid thirty million dollars a year, and he, he was the fourth best player on the Sixers this series. That's, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't have your second best, second highest paid player be an afterthought. So I think I think you have to trade him. I, I, I've never liked Ben. I think he has a really specific skill set, and he has to play with like really specific players. And I don't think that's on the Sixers. Like I, he's been in the what league four years, and he hasn't improved. I, I, I think he could go to like the Lakers. I think the Lakers would probably be the best fit for him. Check out this clip I just sent you Does in he the need chat. To be on a superstar team. I think he needs to be Does on that a remove team. Remove all the pressure, or most of the pressure, or is it more pressure? No, because pressure. He, it's professional sports. He he's always going to be a top three or four player on a team. He's always going to have this pressure. He, yeah. He's just going to need less media pressure. So in a town that nobody cares, essentially. Or or, or like but he also. But he also needs like, but he also see. I don't think he needs less media pressure. I mean, he, you're not gonna ship him off to New Orleans. Uh, like, I, I, would. I think he just, I think he just needs like uh, a really ball dominant player who's excellent, like LeBron James, uh, and teams that could spread the court, and then and then Simmons could play like a small ball five, like he should have been doing in Philly or should do in Philly. Uh, and I think that's essentially what he needs. I don't think he need. I don't. He can't be the primary ball handler, which he is in Philly, which I think is part of the problem. And he can't be with playing because he can hardly. He if he's on the Sixers, I think his best position is small ball five, but he can't play small ball five on the Sixers because Embiid's the five. So Sixers can't go small unless they go small for like ten minutes a game. Watch this so, twenty-five second like clip. Team. Did anyone watch this twenty-five yeah, second clip yet? No. no. So I think, uh, like, I think the Lakers, I think the Trailblazers, I think the Trailblazers could be a good fit for him too. Could they have Lillard? Listen, we can't uh, move on until you guys watch this twenty-five second clip. Can't move on. How how old is this clip? Oh, where where'd you put it? In the chat. In the blue jeans chat. chat? Blue uh, jeans. I told you my prediction. Everyone poo pooed it, and they said I'm dumb. <laughs> You're a big dumb. Never happen. And this the clip is what I predicted for the start of next season. Thank you, Philly Pod, for vindication. His shot is so disgusting. So was that was that from four years ago, summer league? Yeah, summer league. Yeah, it doesn't what, look natural. No, I think that was uh, not this past summer league, but the uh, one before the one before uh... three years ago. Yeah, it would have been three years ago. Maybe he'll just so, play in summer league. So what was the point of showing that clip that he can shoot a jump shot? Showing that he's capable of shooting a jump shot, an ugly jump shot, but he's capable of doing it. He's just, uh, he doesn't feel like he needs to. He's a head case. 
I'm trying to rationalize Ben Simmons' thoughts. So, Dan, would you t- would you take Ben Simmons on the Knicks for uh, your second first round no. pick? Not even for your second no. first round pick, that which is a low cost. No. no. Wow. At thirty wow. million dollars well, a year. I, but yeah, that's the thing. Like he, well, first of all, the Knicks would have to give up more because they have to match salaries, or come close to matching salaries. I think. Right. So I don't think they could just trade away a pick. But even, even if they have the salary space, though. I, I think they still have to give up money. I think it still has to come like 75% or 50%. Why? Uh, I don't know. I think that's a weird NBA rule. <laughs> I don't make up the rules. Are but you I don't sure think about you... that? Because... No, but... Come on, Adam Silver, if you're so because... progressive. Because how does, it, how does a salary dump work when a team trades a high-priced player for, for just a pick? Uh, maybe not. Maybe you can do it then. Yeah. But e- either of you can. I would not do it if I'm the Knicks. Uh, a, because... That, so then all you... Like he he's a three four player. The Knicks need a one two player. One two right, one right? two. Like does he make the Knicks any better? No, but I'm, he's not the only move. You can you you would get him for so cheap that you would still have the the rest of your assets to trade for Bradley Beal. So you would you would have Beal, Simmons, and Randall. And Simmons wouldn't need to shoot. He would just need to play defense and be your transition player. I still wouldn't do it. I don't like him. I don't think I. I, I think, think New York media would kill him. Yeah, well, any media is going to kill him. Even San Antonio media. Maybe he would get the support and help he needs in New York. <laughs> Maybe. Well, trade the therapists in New York. Trade him to, trade him to Dallas. I, take KP. Yeah, would, you t- would you take KP? Some people, some people have said that trade. Um, a KP uh, is another head case, though. That's yeah. a pretty fair trade. Psycho and then psycho. you have KP and Embiid, who are two injury-prone big. Yeah, no, that's too risky. I'm telling you, I just don't think there's a lot of – you know, I think the Sixers are in the tough spot, whereas you're not going to get about, good value for Ben. What about, what about the trade I proposed? Yeah, I'm, I'm not rooting for their stupid faces. <laughs> but they're good players, and you get two, you can, you get two quality stars. Like, I, I, I think this is the I, thing with Philly. I'd rather CJ than two- your trade. Okay, well, <laughs> I think there. What, are two, what was your trade, Dan? I think I said Schroeder and Kuzma. Right. For Simmons. And and somebody else, you said. I can't yeah, remember I who else you said. Third. I think I threw in a third person, mainly to match money. I think. Um, but the, that would be the bit. So so I, I think it's there are two ways. Trade. It's not a terrible trade. And I think there are two ways you win an NBA champion. Is you have. You know, you go the superstar route, and you go, you get two or three superstars, right? That's what the Nets try to do. Um, you know, you, you just get two or three, just great. That's what the Lakers did with Davis and LeBron, right? Um, so that's one way you go about it. That's what everybody does. 99% of teams do. But I don't think the Sixers could do that because I don't think, I don't think Simmons is that good. So now they have to go to option B, which is what Toronto did, which is how Dallas won. Where you basically have the great superstar, which you have to assume Embiid has to be, right. if he could play more than 35 minutes a game without shitting himself, um, and then you essentially pick up, find players that make Embiid the best player he can be. That's what Dallas did with Dirk. That's what Toronto did with Kawhi, and like so then, so then that's the other option you can go because they're not going to get another superstar for Simmons. Yeah, my my new problem with that is is. I feel like in that situation, you need Embiid to carry the team. Yep. And you can't expect a seven-foot dude to have the stamina of these other players. You know, he, he needs someone to help him. 
you know, he, he can't be a dominant offensive and defensive player for 35 minutes. It, it's just not possible for a seven-footer like him. Derek did it. He was seven feet. He had a better body type than Embiid. Embiid, <laughs> Embiid has a weird he's body type. He's a big boy. Yeah, he's just big, man. He is big. But like that's stress I, on those I, joints. He does put a lot, a lot of stress on those. And, and he like plays that, like a maniac. He, he plays carelessly. He does. He doesn't. He, he's not under, uh, uh, you know, what was it? I forget the line Dion always used to say. Uh, business decisions. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't, make, he doesn't business make business decisions. Smart business decisions. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it, it's, it, it's good to see him play like that, but you don't want him to play. Like, he's diving for balls and, like, during, yeah, regular, I, I, during I, I, the regular season in a meaningless game, he'll dive into the stands. Like, don't do that, yeah, bro. You don't need, yeah, you don't need that. Yeah, no, I know. But I, but if I'm feeling, I don't know how else, like, what else could they do? Like, I don't think Ben's going to net them another superstar. Well, that's I what mean, I'm saying. They're in a tough spot right now. They're in a bind. They're in a tough spot, yeah. I mean, CJ McCollum's a good player, but he's not a superstar. No. I, but honestly, neither is Simmons. But that's what they, I mean, that's what they thought they had with him. But, like, that, that's the problem, I think, is that they're in a tough spot, is that I don't think you have your second superstar or your second star. Forget about superstar. Second star, and then you and then you probably have to go the other route, which is supplying Embiid with like the perfect personnel to have to have him have success. But Embiid gets hurt a lot, and he wears himself out, and he'll miss twenty games a year. So Philly's in a tough spot. Philly trouble. Philly trouble. I know. The process is officially. DOA, gentlemen. How long have you been waiting so to say the process, that? You've been saying it the for process, years. <laughs> Dan's praying, Dan is praying for that. Dan is praying for that. The process of, it, you can't have Embiid as the only player left from those draft picks. So, okay. So what does Philly do next year to get to move past the second round? Um, well, I think they can move past the second round just by running it back and, and improving their bench. And staying healthy. I mean, so let's say you lose Simmons, right? Or trade him for something. Yeah, well, I, I honestly think if you trade Simmons for a lesser player, you're not getting past the second round. Dan, in my opinion, is underselling the value of Simmons. Because that's what I was going to say. I think you'll get a lower playoff spot then without Simmons because of his well, regular season play. Say you get say you get a player that plays defense, not as well, because, I mean, Simmons plays outstanding defense, I guess. But say you get a player that plays good defense and actually puts up points. How are you in a worse spot? Yeah, yeah. just get a player that plays good defense and puts up points. No, you know how rare but, those are in the NBA, bro? Uh, I'm sorry. You, you, puts up 10 my... points? <laughs> but yeah, if you but do, Simmons if you in the regular trade... season puts up a fair amount of points, doesn't he? I ain't talking about the regular nah, season. Like, well, yeah, 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 we're not talking we, – we, yeah, regular yeah, season Ben and playoff Ben are different players. But yeah. but if you do the if you do my Laker trade, you get Schroeder, who's a good defensive point guard. Again, I'd rather starters. I'd rather have CJ than your Laker trade. And you're getting two starters out of it. Yeah, I'd still rather CJ than. You, you just have, don't like the looks of the of the two of them, just because you don't like how they look. Listen, listen, uh, Dan. I don't, I, don't, I don't like Kuzma. I don't listen, like Dan. Kuzma. I would rather have a worse team and players I want to root for than have a better team and players I don't want to root for. And and that's yeah, why I don't want. I, I was totally against James Harden trade. I don't care about how good it makes him. I don't want to root for him. Yeah. So like James Harden, it's not worth but, it. Okay, so so he, he, here's the dilemma now for your plan of running it back. All right, so you're gonna have 
I mean, if the Hawks bring back this team, I, the, the Hawks, I mean, the Hawks are pretty good. I mean, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're, they're a good team. So you're going to have the Hawks next year. Did you say that about you're gonna the have, Heat last year? Uh, yeah, but the Heat, Heat had a lot of injuries this year. And then okay. they pulled it together late in the season. Um, and then, uh, what's his name? Oladipo got hurt, and then they all fell apart. But so okay. then you have, you have Atlanta. You have Brooklyn. They're, all three of those guys are going to be back yeah. fully healthy. No, I, I, I agree with what you say. You're going to have Milwaukee's. They're still going to be there. Miami, so, you just called out. trash, by the way. Uh, Milwaukee? Yeah. Oh, Milwaukee but I, we can get trash. to the Milwaukee. We can get to, we can get to Milwaukee in a second. I have a re- very specific reason why I'm calling them trash. Um, <laughs> then, you have, then you have Miami, who's probably not going to be as injured as they were last year. And you still have, you still have the Knicks. The Knicks are going to do something this offseason. You hope. You hope. Got it. Yeah, so so let's so, so let's go one let's go so, one by so one to, through those to me, teams. If you rent a, go ahead. So so one one thing I'm curious about Atlanta, how much does assuming this happened, how much does the new NBA rules affect Trey Young? Because I feel like half of his game is predicated on getting those foul calls. I'm with and you. and it appears the NBA is gonna stop giving him those calls. What, I'm lean in and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. That, but that's in my opinion, that's, in the league. He, he gets rewarded for those moves more than 99% of the league and more than arguably any other superstar in the league right now, in my opinion. I don't know. I think he'll still be fine. No, he's still going to be a good I, player, been, but he's going I've to... I've been so, I've been so <laughs> impressed with him these playoffs. I, I'm not concerned that he's going to take Should a step be. back. You should be, and, <laughs> and you're you're also so assuming disagree, Hunter. In Atlanta. You're you're also assuming Hunter comes back. This is his second knee surgery. We don't know how he's going to bounce. Yeah, yeah, but but in fairness, they they haven't had Hunter most of the season, right? They had him for his best part of the se- the best part of their season though. Okay, the best part of their season, but they beat Philly without him. I mean, if they ha- if they have Hunter, Young, Collins, Bogdanovich, and Capella. That's a good five. Is it, it not? Is. It is. But again, so, again. Ne- next team. Go on to the next team. Who's next? The Nets, who are still going to be the favorite next year. Um, yeah. But again, he- health is their big issue, obviously. Yeah. But they're going to be physical, physical and mental health. Yeah. Yep. But right now. Right now, they're up there. Um, yep. Miami, who I think will bounce back. I think you agree. I think so, too. Yep. I agree. But aren't they like a a, a player away? Uh, it remains to be seen. It, it's tough to tell because you know they made it to the finals in the COVID year, so we don't know yeah. if that's legit or not. Right, and then you yeah. have Plus, once they start sh- struggling, Jay Butt. Yeah, Jay Butt's, Jay Butt's a year older now. Yeah, he is. He is. But I, I'm I'm still high on them. I, I'm pretty high on them too. Plus, I think. I mean, he's always injured, but if Oladipo can ever stay healthy, I mean, they have Oladipo and Butler. So, 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 you know, I'll, I'll make this simple. I'm going to say the Sixers, the net, as of right now, the Sixers, the Nets, the Hawks, the Bucks, and the Heat. That's five teams. Those are the yep. top five teams in the East as of right now for next season. And I'm putting the Knicks as, as team six because I think if th- this is before any any changes are made, I think the Knicks are yep. the sixth six best team as of today. Going into next season, yeah, I, I think that I, I think that's fair. I mean, I think the Celtics are going to make 
moves too. So I'd be I'd watch the Celtics. Yeah, no, I mean oh, every team is gonna... not impressive. No, but it can't be the only one. They must have done it to free up money to do something. That's my only yeah. thinking. Yeah, every team's gonna be drastically different. Oh yeah. Oh totally, totally. But I, but like Boston already has two star players in Tatum and Brown. They just right. need something. They're missing something to really pull them together. Yeah, and bring him back. Slug Hawford wasn't the right move. No. Slug. Slug Hawford. I like it. Slug Hawford. But yeah, I agree. And I think I think Milwaukee has to do some stuff next year too, because. So tell us why you think they're trash. Disrespect Roland. They are. They're such a poorly coached team and poorly constructed team. It drives me crazy. They have, they have Giannis, who is Ben Simmons, but isn't afraid to score right. or tap yep. the ball. Yep. Uh, and obviously is much better in so many different aspects. But I don't understand how they construct their team. They basically give Giannis one shooter and Chris Middleton, who's not a great playoff player, by the way. And that's it. Like they have... Like how how are you not Through surrounding holiday. Giannis? You know, Holiday wasn't hasn't been a great shooter. Hasn't been in the, these playoffs. No, he's been terrible in the playoffs, and that's kind of why I'm high on the Bucks right now. Is when he comes around, which I think he's going to. I think the Bucks are going to be pretty formidable. I mean, they they're already pretty strong. Well, I think Bud is a terrible coach. I can argue with you. And. So then, and then you have you have Holiday. Who am I missing? Giannis, Middleton, oh, PJ Tucker. I, so I'd actually be interested to see who they're gonna start against Atlanta, <clears throat> because I mean, right now that so in the Nets series they only played six players essentially. Right. Um, yeah. They essentially played Giannis, Holiday, Middleton, PJ Tucker, Brooke Lopez, and uh, Connaughton. Man, I, I love Brooke Lopez, by the way. Just something about him. I'm a big Brooke Lopez fan for some reason. Except for but, that shot. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or the pass. The lack oh, of shot. Yeah. That Oof. pass. That was so bad. Oh I forgot God. about that. <laughs> Everything other than that. Yeah. But, but I see, that I don't feel like they run any type of offense, Milwaukee. I also feel like, like, what is their... What is their offensive set? It's basically like give the ball to Giannis and then get out of the way, but they don't have the shooters to get out of the way. Like, Brooke was is an okay three-point shooter, but if you're going to place Brooke on, like, in, behind three-point line, I'm going to give him that shot. shot. Too. Yeah, but he's not – I mean, again, but he's not, these aren't players that I'm like, oh, shit, i got to make sure I get he, on Pat Connaughton. He plays well for what he does. I mean, when he slots in, takes some shots, makes them, brings them back in the game, and then gets out. I mean, that's – that's what he does, and he did it, did it well in the playoffs so far. Pride of the Irish. <laughs> Pride of the Irish, Pat Connaughton. I mean, I'm not talking about him as a key rotational player, but someone that lifts up the team because they come in, they do their job, and then they get out. They they don't need to play 30 minutes. No, I I like Connaughton. I mean, I don't want to. I'm not I'm not knocking him. I'm more knocking the structure of the team. Like if you have a guy like Giannis, you need to surround him with. Elite three point, really good three point shooters. Yeah, you need like four three point shooters around them. You need to have four three point shooters and just place it. Like, why does I like I like Brook Lopez too, but I don't understand why is he on this team? Why can't Giannis play the five? Like, can you imagine Giannis at the five? I mean, he should be a good enough defensive player. 
Yeah, remember like, at the same time you, you don't want your star players exerting all their energy on both sides of the ball. You want guys that are going to help them so they can focus on on where you need them. Yeah. Why would you play Giannis at the five? Why wouldn't you play Giannis at the five? Because you don't want him using all that energy on defense because he, he's your offense. So he, he is. So he doesn't play. So he doesn't do any use any energy. He had to guard Kevin Durant. But but you're saying oh, you no, want he didn't. He got it out. Bang around, around, bang around with Durant. the center. PJ Tucker. I think they're going to put PJ Tucker on Trey Young too. Probably. And I think that's a good matchup for them. I guess, but PJ Tucker is literally a zero on offense. This is what yeah, I they're, they're they're, they're, No, he's pure PJ defense. PJ Tucker will play 40 minutes. He plays 40 minutes and he gets zero points. But like that's. They're, they're also they're going to also going to have Drew on on, uh, on Trey as well. Because Drew Drew's a sneaky good defender as well. But like that, that, and I'm not saying, and, and I guess I'm, I, well, I'm not saying you play, you need a five, you need a center for the regular season. But to me, in the playoffs, Giannis can play the five. Like who, who was? I guess it's funny, Dane. You're obsessed with like every team play, playing their star player at oh, the five. Oh, totally. Yeah. You're obsessed with it. You want the Sixers to do it. You want the Bucks to do it. You want the Knicks to do it. Every single I think, team. I don't know. I think Brooke Lopez is a good five for them, though. And he takes pressure off Giannis. Yeah, I, I agree with Roland. Yeah. He's above average but, on defense, and he's, I would say, slightly but, but above average the, on offense, and he can shoot. But then, but then look at the structure of that team. So then on the offensive side of the ball, you have P.J. Tucker, who literally cannot score. You have Brooke Lopez, who just sits behind the, the three-point line. And I would give Brooke Lopez every open three in the world because he's not going to make that many of them. He'll make occasional. Fine, I'll live with it. What is he, and then you 50%? have Middleton. He's pretty good. He's not fifty percent. Fifty percent. Well, what's his percentage? 30, 34 career. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. It's for, that's big, for a big man. It's below that's average, but it's it's, it's passable. Yeah, but but man. he's not playing as a big man. That's what I'm saying. He's he's playing he's playing essentially as a stretch four, but he's not good enough for a stretch four. I've seen him in the post. So so then. So then you have, so then you have, I'm just going to Tucker continue. Well, I guess, so how are they scoring? If Middleton or Drew Holiday are off, they literally have no offense, right? And that's right. what got him in trouble against the Brooklyn team. A Brooklyn team who basically had one player who could score or do anything was Kevin Durant. Right. Kevin Durant's on their best player and scoring. So you're telling me Giannis can't do that? Like, fuck Giannis it. If Giannis can't do that, do that he was matching he? Durant. Mostly. I mean, not putting up 50 points. I mean, it's P.J. Tucker. Putting, putting up 36 points. Yeah, but... Giannis had a pretty decent series. Yeah, but no, what I'm saying is Kevin Durant guarded Giannis and still scored 50 points. Giannis can't guard it. This is what... Kevin Patrick Durant, though, in the playoffs is one of the best playoff players in our generation. Correct. I mean, yeah, he averages like 30-plus points in the playoffs. That's just what he does. So what do we... So what are we calling Giannis? Just an okay player? I mean, Giannis was an MVP. What? During the regular he's, season. He's, he's not Kevin Durant, though. No. Okay. I'm saying we're comparing top five him to the exceptional playoff player. But isn't that what we're saying Giannis should be? Is um, he not an exceptional probably. playoff player? I mean, he's still growing. You can see that. I mean, I mean you, you're not going to shoot 50% Giannis from the free throw line being an elite player in the playoffs. You need growing as a player. I mean, person. we've pointed out several things like throughout the last few weeks that he definitely needs to work on for sure. And I mean, you look at Kevin Durant and you, what would you change, right? What does he have to work on? 
Not much. Nothing. Right? Like, what would you change? Nothing. Kevin Durant? And I mean, Dan, you've said multiple times that Giannis is Ben Simmons, but will shoot. Not a good comp. Right. Well, Ben Simmons. Just trash, we just ben, trashed ben, ben Simmons, Simmons for and, the first 30 minutes. And he was minutes. pretty clutch in Game 7. <clears throat> if Ben Simmons can shoot? Yeah, if Ben Simmons could shoot, he'd be, he'd be incredible. Right? He's an incredible defensive player. Great passer. If Ben Simmons can shoot, he'd be a superstar. We didn't say could shoot. We said does shoot. Who, Giannis? That's what you said. Yeah, that's what you said. He does, does shoot, shoot, and he's, he, he's not bad at it. I mean, he'll take okay. his occasional three. I, uh, all I'm saying with Milwaukee is I find that the team is terribly structured. It makes no sense to me. You could say, oh, P.J. Tucker could play defense, Trey Young, whatever. Okay, that's fine. But he's yeah, going to play 40 minutes. They could definitely zero be points. better, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, like how they're currently structured, I think they're pretty formidable. I think that's why, that's why to me, that's why they're garbage. Well, so so I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you, Dan. One of them is off, and if one of them is off, their offense is a joke. And by the way, we're giving all this praise to PJ Tucker, who guarded Kevin Durant, who still scored fifty points a game. Like, okay, great job, PJ. But like, I don't, I don't understand. Do we give him any credit for being the Nets? Probably not, right? None, none. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. So we're going to say great job beating the Nets in seven games. Do you want me to bring up all the clips? Who had with, a, with a team who literally had one player, where the yep. Bucks are ba- essentially playing five on four for most of that series. Because That's James Harden player. is running on one leg, right? No. J- Did you James see Harden him play? One leg. Who, James Harden? Did you see K- James Harden play? Was yeah, he, he like terrible. up and down? Yeah, he was yeah, god-awful. Defense, terrible. And then offense? I mean... Pretty much put up like two or three points, I think. Yeah, he was friendly. I mean, yeah. yeah, he couldn't shoot. Well, what was he from beyond the arc? Two of 11? Oh, no. Did he even make a three-pointer? I don't think he did. Yeah, I think he, he did. Only points he, he had like 25 he points in game seven. James Harden? He, yeah. Didn't he? I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Chuggy, chuggy, chuggy. But, I mean, he was two of 12 from three-point line. Two of 12. The guy was playing on one leg. He couldn't run. So instead, Milwaukee slows down their offense. Yeah, two, so two of 12. That's... <laughs> and he I was mean, 5 for I... 17 overall. He, That's a terrible he was, game. He, he was terrible. So, so Milwaukee's playing 5 on 4. He was a distraction. Milwaukee's playing 5 on 4 for most of that series. And uh, their only good play. I can't even name outside of Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, and Harden, who was on one it, leg. Yeah, don't forget Joe Harris was terrible as well. Yeah. Joe Joe Harris gave the Bucks game seven. We're talking about one of the best three-point shooters in the history of basketball. was fucking terrible. He looked like Ben Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I mean, I don't know. Milwaukee beat beat a team that that basically was playing four players. I, I, I think... Three, three players, Dan. Three, because Joe Joe Harris was non-existent as well. Joe Harris was ter- Joe Harris was terrible, but at least he, three, at least he could. Three run. and a half, three and a half. Kevin Durant <laughs> made up was one Eel. and a half. <laughs> Meet you halfway there, yeah, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant was at one and a half players. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, like that. That that's what I don't understand with Milwaukee. So you're gonna play PJ Tucker again, who's gonna score zero points. You're gonna throw Brook Lopez behind the three-point line. Let him take as many threes as you want. 
and then and then just hope or if Middleton's off, like, I just don't understand Milwaukee, how Milwaukee is set up. And you're throwing PJ Tucker in there who can't score, so he's basically like he is basically Ben Simmons. He's, no one cares if he <laughs> if he's shooting the ball. I just don't understand Milwaukee's. I mean, he's not meant to shoot the ball, though. Ben Simmons is meant to shoot the ball. No, I know. And, and I'm not knocking P.J. Tucker, but you're essentially now playing with only four offensive players. That's, that was more my... Like, he's not a 3 and D guy. Like, he, he's, he, he should be a situational defensive player. Or if they have really good scorers, scorers out there. I, I, I don't understand. Milwaukee just drives me crazy. The, the, pro- the problem here, I Dan... The problem I have with what all you're saying is you're being really Stephen A. Smith about all this. Oh, I'm Stephen A. <laughs> yeah. How so? How so? How so? Because, because the Bucks are in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're four games away from going to the finals, and you're calling them trash. You're showing them no fucking respect. Well, that's you know, what I was saying about beating the fucking, Nets. You can't, you... I'm not giving them fucking respect for beating, for beating a Nets team who had one good player. But... They, they I mean, can is that, easily. Is that impressive? What, what if they turn it on right now? They just got a wind of confidence, and they turn it on and beat the, beat Atlanta in five games. What then? You're gonna, <laughs> then you're going to be saying, means, "Oh, Bucks are so that, fucking great." That means that Middle, Middleton and Holiday have to play out of their minds. No, they have right? to play average. You what you're? Oh, I, I think, I think what you're seeing. It, no, you're comp- the elite defensive team here is the Bucks. So how you have a young offensive Hawks that hasn't played an elite defensive team yet. They got beat two out of three times, right, in the regular season. Well, the Sixers are a pretty good defensive team, to be fair. Yeah, the Sixers are pretty good, too. Yeah. Aren't the Bucks like, number one in the East, though, defensively? Well, I mean, just because the Bucks are number one doesn't mean the Sixers aren't elite. All right. Yeah, Sixers are a good defense, too. But anyway, you had half of the Bucks team play like shit. Right? The whole series. Drew Holiday wasn't really even passing well. I mean, he turned it up at the end for like five minutes in game seven. But other than right. that, he shot a 30% field goal. Like, how long is he going to keep that up? He's probably not. I mean, you don't have to ask me. I'm number one Drew fan club. Yeah. So, I mean, if yeah. they play even yeah, you are the number one 75% Drew fan of their capability, I think they're going to be up. I don't know. I think they're going to win in five or six. Yeah, Dan, Dan, what's your prediction for the series? Hawks in six. Oh, that's a pretty tough battle. That's wow. you know, the, way you're, the way you were talking, I was expecting four or five. Well, no, I mean, Milwaukee has home court advantage. Middleton and Howard. But they're, but they're trash, Dan. Really they're decent. trash. They are trash. They are trash. <laughs> I, mean, the Knicks, I mean, the Knicks won a game against Atlanta. You don't think Milwaukee can win two, right? I mean, it's tough to sweep in that NBA, especially when they don't have home court advantage. That's true. I just wonder how much gas the Hawks have left, though. It already yeah, you looks can say like the same Young Milwaukee. is slowing down. They looked pretty, like, not sluggish, but, like, drained at the end of the game. Like, yeah, they, they looked tired for the first though. time in the playoffs, I think. Yeah, but, I see, I thought Milwaukee looked, Milwaukee in that, by the end of that Milwaukee-Brooklyn game, I mean, Giannis was sucking wind. Yeah, well, those air balls um, were a clear indication of that. But, I mean, he had to make up. But I would still say that Milwaukee looked better than Atlanta. Atlanta, Trey Young looks like he's kind of getting uh, sluggish. I, I mean, what are you talking about? How did, how did Milwaukee look better than 
I mean, they beat the Nets. You're talking about the last game. Nets team. All right. Trey Young's not putting up his 60 points like he was. He looks tired. Okay. <laughs> and and his arm is sore. I mean, his shoulder his is sore. His arm is sore. He's taped up. He's I mean, hurt. I mean, the biggest, the the biggest. In all seriousness, the biggest question mark in the Atlanta series is if Bogdanovich is healthy. Because if Bogdanovich is hurt and he can't play or he can't play at 100, percent then that's a big that's a big problem with Atlanta because then they don't have uh, with Hunter out. And then if the if Bogdanovich is, is is banged up, that's that's a big concern for uh, for Just stick Giannis on him for a little bit; he'll get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> Just slide that slide that big foot under uh, under a tray. But the other problem also with Milwaukee, talk about being tired. I mean, Milwaukee's only now going, and, and I don't know if they're going to continue it, but they're only going six deep on the bench. I think I know it's game seven, but I'll be interested to see how, how what they do with their bench moving forward. They only played six players. Saturday yeah, wear, wear and tear is a real thing in the NBA. Like, you can't be I mean, doing they play that a every lot. Every other night. Yeah, I, I, that's why I'll be. Uh, Atlanta, I think, has a little bit more depth. Again, yeah. if Bogdanovich is healthy. Yeah, I agree. If they're going to go six, if they're going to go six players, I mean, on Saturday night, they basically were trying to give every player like two or three minutes when Connaughton was in, and then that was it, like on the bench. That, I don't know, that, to me that's a concern if I'm, if I'm Milwaukee. I think Bud has to figure out who else he could play off that bench because you don't need to play 10 deep in the, in the playoffs, but you got to at least six. find. Yeah, you can't do yeah. six. You got to find. Even Chenzo out with the ACL or whatever was a big. Yeah, that's a killer. Yeah, because he. That is a killer. He really gave everyone. That would be the seven. Well. Yeah, and and he's the shooter they need as well. You know, it's. Yeah, I mean he's a guy shooter. I don't want to. I mean, yeah, but he's, he, he's shooter, but I mean he's better than anybody else they have, obviously. Exactly, exactly. I mean they have. Yeah, I mean Connaughton's the only other player that that played at all. They only have. Six, they only have eight players on the on the on the team on the roster. No, that can't be right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is the slim NBA. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all. That's all I had listed in the in the next. That can't be right, can it? No, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Seventeen players on the roster. Yeah, but that's also with Divincenzo. So I mean, I mean, it's probably like fifteen or something. Like, does, I, does Giannis have a brother is, on the team? He does, yeah. yeah. Who's not very good. Didn't know that. <laughs> is, I mean, they have Jeff Teague on the team. Is Jeff Teague hurt? I don't think so. I think he just gets no love. Because they have play, I mean, they have Jeff. I know they play Connaughton, but they have Jeff Teague. They have Bobby Portis, too. Bobby Portis isn't, can knock down a three. Why does Bobby Portis play? He's a little bitch. I mean, Bud is not a good coach. They um See, they mix it up. I think it was just for the Nets series, but they kept to six. Team. Because in the games played, there are like seven, 17 people, like I said, on the list. Yeah. And over, over, over under for you. Go ahead. And I'm going to set it at uh, 4.5. Okay. Players you would, coaches you would call really good NBA coaches. Really good NBA coaches. Yeah, and, and I'm talking about playoff coaches like like Tibbs. I consider a really good regular season coach, but not. Yeah, I don't know if he's a. Yeah, I don't know if he's a good playoff coach. Uh, in in my opinion, Spolstra? I think there's there's a deficit of good playoff coaches in the league. Uh, well, I think Spolster's a really good coach. 
I'll yes. take him in a second. Love him. Nick Nurse, Pop, I love. Nick Nurse, Pop, I love. Um, yeah, I don't know if Pop still has it, though, to be honest. Yeah, I think Pop's done. Steve Kerr? I'll give you, you Kerr. Like Steve Kerr? Yeah, I like Kerr. Um, you know who I actually really like? Who I was so impressed with so far this playoffs, and he already has a championship, so I got to give him some more respect, is uh, Ty Lue. No. On the, with, with the Clippers. He won a championship with Cleveland, and he has... He has the Clippers without their best player in the Western Conference Finals. I mean... Didn't he only have to win one game without his best player? Yeah. Okay. Um, two games. No, they, no, they won the last two games without Kawhi. Two games. They won right. game five and game six. I'm not one sold on Tylo. Not sold. Yeah, I'm not sold on him yet. He, he's borderline. He's fringe. I'll, I'll give he's you a possibility. I mean, he, he, he won a champion. They beat Utah, the number one seed. I'll give you so the half. I'll give you the half. He's close. Well, he's close. To, to, I want to see how he does this series, but he's to, to be fair, nobody gave any respect to Utah. Everybody thought Utah was a fraud. Yeah. Fraud. Fraud. But but fraud. but he fraud. So you fraud. you know I like Ty Lue. Fraud. He went small ball and he played Marcus Morris at the five and completely negated anything Rudy Gobert. There you go. That that you can stop there. He played small ball and played Morris at the five. That's it. Done. Greatest yeah. coach ever. <laughs> fraud. <laughs> Down. Next. Um, all right. Who, who else do we have? I, I, I do like Tyler. Let's see how they do. In the, I mean, if they if they push Phoenix without Kawhi, I mean, Phoenix is a good team. Um, who else? Um, I, obviously, I don't want to give it to the guy, Monty, uh, on Phoenix or uh, uh, McMillan on Atlanta yet because it's their first time in the playoffs, even though they have nice runs. Right. Right? I mean, right. I don't think that would necessarily be fair. Well, you know, um, so – I would say there's less than 10 coaches that... Oh, yeah, definitely less than 10. I would say over four and a half, though. You're, yeah, you're really, you're really only, you're right. gave a, you're only gave us three and a half. Yeah, but if we really think about it, I bet you it's over four and a half. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, would, I, would give, I don't know, I would give Pop some love. Still, I think he's, I, he I think he's had, done. I think he's done. He just hasn't had the players yet. Yeah, I think but still the players need, still aren't the players. Going, player aren't going to it. They're not going to him. What about um? What about what's his name in in LA? Was it Vogel? Is that who it is? Hasn't proven yeah. himself yet. Yeah, no. They won the champ. They won the championship, didn't they? Didn't he win the Come championship? Come on, with it with LeBron and LeBron and AD. AD. Come on, yeah. bro. He, he he wasn't great. He wasn't great in Indiana. I'm I'm just throwing it out there because he did want a title. Yeah. Um. I, all right. I mean, let's, they had some let's get last season, man's opinion on uh on uh on this. All right. Do it. We'll do a uh, we'll do a, a whatchamacallit. We'll do a follow up to this ranking coaches next week. All right. I get I, I want to rank the rank the coaches. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Let's take let's take a little break from a uh, little breather from the NBA. <sighs> is, is Roland there or is Roland gone? I don't know. I'm a little creeped out by what I'm seeing. Yeah. We got we got background. I think he's possessed, maybe. Yeah, I think Roland disappeared into his background. <clears throat> Richie, you're drinking. What are you drinking? I got myself Lake Hayes IPA. Where's that from? Uh, Lake Wallenpaulpack. Wallenpaulpack. Pennsylvania. Wallenpaulpack, baby. Near the uh, near the lake house, eight percenter, solid. Ooh. I get it again. Boom. 
compare it to something? It's a uh, not strong IPA. Not strong in as in not very bitter or anything. Easy, okay. High drinkability. High drinkability. Can you give me an SRM? <laughs> I'm going to guess it's around a, a 10. Wait, so that means it's super clear looking? Like light? No. Or am I going the other way? No, I think like 7 is like a, a yellowy. Okay. I would say you're at an 11.25, Richie. Okay. That's about right. Dan, are you drinking? Yeah, but I'm just drinking Sam Summers. Sam Summers. All right, yeah, we'll get... Uh, talked about this one before. Nothing for you, McGee? No. Did Roland die? I don't know. Roland, back here. Roland. <laughs> and this is this is Roland's stick right here, beer. beer. And then I was going to go into, uh, frankly, Francisco. Ruining the oh, show. Man. It's his time to shine. I know. Roland. Frankly, and he's got house right. renovation talk. Yeah. Uh, so, Tommy, um, quick question while he's gone. When do you yeah. plan on watching Loki? Because as of midnight, you're going to be two episodes behind. I know. Tomorrow's tomorrow's Wednesday. Back back. Yeah, tomorrow's back-to-back -back watch. You think you're going to watch them tomorrow? Yeah. I don't know yeah. if I believe you. Yeah. I'm I watching at, I'm watching at least one. Okay, I hope so at because it's, it's great, bro. Yeah. I'm going Did you back like the back. Did you like the You weren't here when we talked about the first episode because I think you left early or yeah. were you or were or, you not here? No. No, I wasn't there. Okay, well, can we hear your opinion on episode one, at the very least? Uh, I think I told you. I liked it. Um, I like the way the show is uh, formatted. But like I told you uh, when you came over, I do have to rewatch episode one. Um, I don't know. You're not selling me on the fact that you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, me neither. Also, just a quick side note, Roland did chat us that he had to go do something <laughs> <laughs> oh you're right <laughs> you I, are correct I, uh, I never uh go into this chat yeah me neither i always forget about it uh it's, it's always me and roland in there every single week yeah <laughs> yeah I, I never go in <laughs> are you on your uh, are, like you do it on your phone richie no i'm on my laptop Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's, I'm on my that's phone. different. Yeah, I'm on my phone too. But the uh, the chat isn't always there. I have to like hit it to pull it down. Yeah, so it's right yeah, on me C. too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like um, you have to constantly be touching the screen to to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, back to the so, point. Yeah, so Loki. I, I, I feel Wait, so like you, you, you're, you're not. Yeah, you're not blown comedy. away by the first episode. Yeah, like, come on. What? No, I like I told you, I haven't love seen... The love the premise. I know. But, I, yes, I love the premise. I like Loki's character. I like where they're going with it. But I have to watch yeah, it Loki's again. Loki's one of my favorite characters. You're making me sad, Tommy, because I'm not buying Why anything you you're again? saying right now. Yeah. Why do you have to watch it again? I told you. I must have missed why you have to watch it again. Because he, he fell asleep, Dan. Yeah, I fell asleep. Oh, he fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that that was okay. that was uh, uh, that was like a sixty-hour, seventy-hour work week. It's it's all on uh, Friday I and Saturday. I loved, as you know, I loved Wandavision. I feel like yes. this is going to blow Wandavision out of the water. 
And I love I WandaVision. Yeah. That's how good I think this show is already. Well two episodes I'm... in, I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh, did you see did you see the movie I told you it reminded me of? Oh no I didn't, but it's still it's still on my watch list. Yeah, what Adjustment movie were you talking about? What? Adjustment Bureau? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Oh you did have seen it. Did kind of remind you of that a little bit? Adjustment Bureau? Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Like just like when yeah. I go back to the <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, no, I'm not gonna be able I, to get that out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first movie I thought of when I, I was like, this kind of reminds me. Like when they go to like the, the timekeeper's office and stuff like that. Yeah. Ah, shit. They stole that whole fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in so long. I want to kind of watch it again to see if it's still why I'm thinking about it. You know what? It was just on the other right day. Now. Yeah. I was just going to say, I was flipping it <laughs> when it was on. Oh, really? Yeah, like the other I'm day. I didn't, right I, didn't, I didn't watch it. I watched like five minutes of it, but I was, now that you fucking said that, I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> now I'm not going to like Loki. Uh, see, I liked Adjustment Bureau. No, I, I, I liked it, Adjustment Bureau too, but now I feel like Disney just, and Marvel just got lazy. Just ripped, ripped it off? Yeah. Oh, real quick, so I'm doing a search on the Roku for Adjustment Bureau. You know, and it searches, it searches like every streaming service for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they rated it two out of four stars. Adjustment Bureau? I mean, who, wait, who did? A, Roku? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's, a great movie. It's not like yeah, this mind-blowing yeah. movie. No. It, it's a fun watch. Like, it's a movie that, like, I could watch. I don't need to think too much about it. It's a good yeah. plot and, like, action. Like, yeah. When, and, when, it, it comes down, when it comes down to it, though, it's a corny love story, though. And, and it has yeah, Matt it Damon. Is. Yeah. Yeah, it does have Matt Damon in it. I, I, I love like Matt Damon. Damon. Yeah, yeah. It's I a, mean, it's, it's a it's a sappy love story. Yeah, a sappy love story. Throwing some action <laughs> and a weirdo plot line that I, I enjoy following. Yeah, yeah. And it's got uh, it's got the Falcon in it. Oh yeah, oh, it has right. Falcon in it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like mm-hmm. one of his. Yeah, like that was like his first movies. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, you're not gonna watch it and be like, wow, this movie's great, but it's fun. Yeah. All right, we oh, got Roland, Roland back. back. So uh, well, we didn't Roland... know where you went, and we all forgot to check the chat. Yeah. So uh, yeah. so you might have about five minutes of us just calling for you. Uh, okay. Roland, uh, what beer are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking. I don't think I've had this before on the pod. It's called Wild Little Thing, slightly sour ale from Sierra Nevada. I don't oh, think you have. I've never had that one. Uh, I don't think pretty... I didn't realize. What kind of beer is that? Um, it's a slightly sour ale. Uh, that's why I haven't had it. Um, Get that shit out of here. Guava, hibiscus, yeah. and strawberry. Wait, you don't like you don't like any sour? No, Dan. It's just you and Roland. I'm a big fan of guava and sours. I'm I'm giving them a try. I haven't found one that I like yet. Sours? Yeah. Mm, we could probably help guide you on that path. Well, this one's five point five percent, and it's um like a medium sour, I'd say. It says slightly yeah. sour. It's not like full sour, like pucker in your mouth. Yeah. Some of the ones think, you get from breweries that like, not specialize in that, but like if they put a, a full power sour out, or like a aged sour, it's just like literally your mouth puckers. Yeah. <laughs> but this one is pretty comfortable drinking, five and a half percent. You can have, like, I could have two or three of these probably, no problem. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's always a limit to how many sours I could have, because they are a little... So I'd recommend it. Yeah, some of them like the um, Sour Monkey from uh, Victory, and the yeah. um, the one from Ballast Point that Dan likes. Those are a little higher octane, so like they're full strength sours, and you probably don't want to have more than two of them hmm. before it gets... Like if you've ever had Frambois, that raspberry uh, beer kind of has that sort of the lambic beer wild mm. fermenting yeast spontaneously fermenting yeast interesting interesting yeah, that's a beer lesson for you yeah thank you, <laughs> you got beer that you heard you heard it right here on last man's opinion uh roland so let's, one, uh, do you like let's... uh wait have, uh, so I'm, sorry i'm curious have you so have you tried any sour beer so far you just haven't found one you like yet i guess you're talking roland about... or tommy yeah uh, no, i yeah, just yeah. described like five yeah, yeah, I just yeah, Roland. No, yeah, obviously uh, Roland. No, yeah, I've tried. Uh, <laughs> I don't know a couple. Like the the last one I had was that. Uh, what was it? Dogfish. Like um, the sea quelch or something like that. Sea quench. Yeah, yeah. It's sea like quench, lime. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, lime. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Uh, That's so. like one kind of category of sours. Then they're like, I like the fruitier ones. Yeah, I got I. I think I gotta go that route too. Yeah. Do you, do you want ones with high ABV or, or do you not care? I'm just I'm just dabbling. I'm just I'm I'm trying anything. Okay. Sour curious. I'll, uh, I'll... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will. Uh, yeah. They aren't. I'll try to think of I'll try to think of some that. Yeah. Like, like. Uh, in the places. I mean, there's a good beer selection at uh the stores that i usually that we have around here they don't have, whoa they don't have uh many sours um so they're kind of hard to find so like i might have to go to the uh, distributor so we'll see we'll see um but moving on from the beer for this week uh roland let's get some uh frankly francisco talk <laughs> Uh, so he was doing pretty well last week, but then he took a little bit of a skid in the last few games. So yeah, he was sounds up like, to, sounds like he doesn't hit. Yes. He was up to 220 with like almost a 700 OPS, which is playable. Definitely not for his contract, but playable. And he was right. trending up. Um, and then a little bit of a back skid in the last few games. So, um, are we talking Ben Simmons playable or are we talking like, no, he's so I looked uh, at his advanced, like, saber metrics a little bit, and he's hitting a lot more ground balls than usual. Like, he's usually a .7, like, ground ball to fly ball hitter. So, yeah. but it's like two ish now, ground ball to fly ball. So he's heavily weighted on the ground ball side. So I wonder if there's some sort of, like, uh, mechanical problem with his swing or... <laughs> Any word everything from else him looked pretty on what his problem is? Uh, no, I think he he claims he it's just like it? settling into the Mets still and whatever. What, his what his stats now? are lining up with last right? season's stats, which are not good. Yeah. Are you concerned yeah. yet? Um, no. I mean, what's what is he like a five year contract? Mm-hmm. I'm not is too it, concerned. So. You, 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 you know my my theory. Yeah, um, what's your theory, Dan? 
Yeah, what is... <laughs> Did he play the Nets? So my theory, or I, I don't know if it's necessarily a theory, but I never like... So when we when we did fantasy baseball, I always hated drafting a player who just signed a big contract for a different team because I felt like that first year, they always play below their year prior just because of all the adjustments that they need to make, playing in a new city, moving, new team, new lineup, sometimes a new league. I I, I don't think it's very common for a player to have equal to or better stats after they sign a big contract on a new team. Uh, one other weird thing about his line is that he had a terrible year in his contract year last year, which is a little he concerning. Did. And he's keeping those numbers this year, which I I would say is a good sign. Not like a great sign, but a sign that he's probably going to trend up from here. Um, I mean, by the All-Star break, well, I think we'll have a better idea. But I think he's been playing a lot better than he was previously. The Mets have been kind of weird with all their like batting lineups because of so many hitters going in and out of rotation. The Mets have been injured a lot this year so far. I, think I would so say, if I'm a Met fan, I would say I think his batting, like OBP and batting average, are while not great, like well, it's like trending in the right direction. And I think he got off to such a bad start that they'll probably never get to what they will be. But I think his his OBP, I think, will be respectable. It's already not bad, but to me, his slugging and his OPS numbers yeah. are still really, really bad. But and that ground ball to fly ball ratio kind of explains that a little yeah. bit. So And but I want yeah, but to your point, is I'll it keep a mechanical an eye on that thing? Yeah. Throughout the throughout the year and I think that's gonna be the key to his like it's maybe trajectory, most likely trajectory. I don't know if it's pitch selection or not that people are adjusting to his hitting style and getting him lower in the zone. I mean I'm not watching the game, so it's harder to to see that because I'm just listening on the radio, but um, yeah, I don't I don't know if it's pitchers adjusting or him with a mechanical hitting thing or not, uh, where he's adjusting his swing and hitting more ground balls or not. Yeah, new coaches telling him new things, changing it up. Well, he's in a new league too. I mean, AL to NL. So um, I'm not really ballpark. worried, not too worried. But it's not like he's abysmal. Like the beginning of the season was, you were questioning your decision to sign him. Now it's just like mm, he's not playing the value right now, so you want to see kind of how he turns out. But I, I think there are yeah. some explanations for for why the numbers are so low. Right. Yeah. But he had, But to me, those power numbers, like everything else, I think to me, if I'm a Met fan, I'm like okay, whatever. His average, you know, that and it could very well like well into like the a mechanical thing with his swing maybe he has a little bit of a downswing with it and he's driving the ball into the ground maybe it's more off-speed pitches that he's getting and he's ahead I, I i couldn't tell you why obviously but it's the power stuff that is i don't know i'm a Met fan that's where i'm like and we will keep on this to... as part of frankly francisco <laughs> yeah good good uh frankly francisco this week very uh impressed with the uh talk i know i actually like that i actually like that info roland that was uh that was a good yeah uh, Good pickup with the ground ball stuff. Yeah, very good. All right, that's our show for this week. Uh, for Dan Mayer, Rich Cagle, Roland Barrielli, and myself, Tommy McGrell, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Boom.
that down? Yeah. Then fucking Nick talk. Uh, Talked about the Nick in the beginning a little bit. Limited wow, Nick talk. just dipped out real quick. Uh, did he really? He's gone. He never, he never wants to hear Tommy's touch. Uh, rolling talk. About Loki? Did you talk about Loki while I was gone? Yeah, we did. <laughs> but no, but only, but only the first episode because Tommy still hasn't watched the second one yet. And he fell asleep during the first one. <laughs> Yeah, so it wasn't much of a talk. 